girlfriend. It's your girlfriend next door, Andrea. Listen, after our last episode about friendship over 40, you guys, the conversation continued offline and we just had so many different things to say that I said, Hey girl, can you just jump back on here? Um, and let's just have a candid conversation and I'm going to be honest with you. The topics may shift a little because I noticed when we start to talk, girl, we get, we get a little twisted, but we will definitely keep you entertained. Now we were having a conversation about, you know, us as women and definitely in our forties. Um, I'm currently married, been married for 20 plus years. You were once married for 13 years, but now we're talking about what is it like to have expectations outside of, you know, the girly girly thing. We're not looking for babies anymore. You know, what are real expectations of, you know, the black family or the family structure in general in America? And where's our value system? Have we lost it? You know what? I think it's kind of getting lost in the shuffle of social media. It's getting lost in the shuffle of just wanting to have success and wanting to have more. You know, you're hearing more about entrepreneurship, right? And hustling and having side hustles and businesses. And I think sometimes in the midst of all of this for many people, you know, there needs to be a balance there, right? Because we're not finding the balance in that because sometimes if we're so focused on that, we're starting to neglect home. We're starting to neglect some things like our children, right? We're especially, you know, I'm a mother of two boys and a girl. It was super imperative to me when I was raising my children. I wasn't worried about a side hustle. I wasn't worried about trying to be whatever. I wanted to make sure my children were safe and uh, physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. I wanted to make sure they were right or, or had a, a solid foundation. And so my focus you know, I think I, I came a lot of times from old school because, you know, I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom, to be honest with you. And a lot of times I was blessed to be able to be a stay-at-home mom. You know, my husband at the time was making enough money for I, for me to be able to do that. So I relished in that. I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom because my value and my, my value system was my children and my family first. Girl, I was, you know, that, that is a very good point. And I'm going to be honest with you. Um, during the time that I got married and the vision that I had for my life truly was that, you know, I, people tease me and I didn't even think this was a funny term, but I kind of felt like I was reared by women who during that time, guys, I'm old school. They were called kept women, you know, um, in the summer times, my aunt, she, my mom, um, would send me to my aunt's house in um, Columbus, Georgia. I don't know if many of you know that area, but I would stay with her. But her whole duty was to keep the house. Um, I mean, I'll be, I'm gonna just break it all down. Her whole duty, in my opinion, and my observation was to stay fit, stay pretty, keep a clean home, um, have dinner ready, take care of the children. Now what she did do to make some income she kept two little boys um for a few hours a day which was fine because really all she had you know that she would let them go in out in the backyard play you know my aunt she grew her own vegetables in her nice manicure backyard was right you know they had a huge yard and and in my observation that's what i saw now when it came to my mother it it shifted now at certain parts of my mom's life she also was a stay-at-home mother 
but it shifted when my mom and dad divorced much like you, she had been, you know, taken care of now, you know, I think at this time I'm five years old, she had to, um, figure things out. And it's like, okay, my mom, um, went to what they called back to, it was considered like business school. Um, she's much older. So business school would be equivalent to going to school to be a secretary or something like that. Like right. Like a trade school. Like a trade school. Right. Yeah. So she mm -hmm. had like that type of trend, but when you don't use it, you lose it. So, right. um, so and she had the same way, right. She <laughs> had to figure things out. So what she, what she took her give, which was sewing. And this was during the time, girl, remember when the grandmamas used to have a plastic over yeah. their couch. So <laughs> my mama was the one who was sewing those plastic, um, things for the sofa. So, right. I mean, but, um, God bless her soul. She still was able to manage for me to go to private school. She still, but in that it made me start to have a lot more independence. Like I was a latchkey kid. I, you know, my mom didn't necessarily be, well, she wasn't able to pick me up at three o'clock in the afternoon. So there was some adjustments, but there again, in the summertime, I still, still saw my aunt, you know, who was kept, but then my mom got married um, to my stepfather. Well, my stepfather came into the picture Girl, that's why we got to be honest. She probably was like, shit. I mean, oops. I'm tired. Girl, <laughs> Girl look. I said, my mama probably was like, Lord, I'm tired. I need to breathe a little bit. So, you know, he came breathe. with a good little piece of a piece of coin. He was like, he had came in there, put a new roof on our house. Girl, we had extended, got us a, you know, so he was fixing up the house and stuff. So she good. was able to, at that point, go back to being a housewife so when she you know then here we go come home mama frying pork chops she got the gravy yes, going honey, we got fresh baby. we ain't got no canned biscuits girl we got biscuits from scratch so look, you know homemade. <laughs> homemade pound cakes you got dessert too girl you know you really doing it when you can do some dessert <laughs> right so yes. i had a, a bit of both but it was my decision to be able to figure out which side was I going to look on. So I, I did uh, respect education. So going to school was important to me, but I wasn't a traditional student. I will say that I, I kind of like was one of those people who really needed to figure out what they wanted to do when they spent time going to school. Um, right. So I didn't go. Well, I did go to school, but I knew it wasn't for me. I, I thought I wanted to be a stenographer girl. I don't know why. Good. I thought it was going to be cute me sitting in the courtroom. Girl, I mean, yeah, I thought yeah. I was going to be. <laughs> I mean, we're looking at women jobs, right? We're looking at, you know, looking at these feminine jobs. We want to maintain mm -hmm. our femininity. We want to stay home. We want to raise our kids. We want to be kept. I remember when I was married, I was sitting, I sat at the table one day with my husband and his cousin. And I said, I want to be a stay at home mom. And they laughed at me. They was like, girl, good night. You are dreaming. This is not reality. You, We need two incomes in this camp. And I'm thinking to myself, well, my dad and my mom did it. I want to be at home. I want, and, and if I made the decision or if it was possible for me to do that, I was great at it. Like you said, brownies baking when they walk through the door. Yes, girl. I'm picking you up. We going on. I'm going on the field. I'm room mom. I was a room mom. I was volunteering. My children, if they needed something, if they were sick during the day, guess who could come pick them up? You don't have to worry about leaving work. Mm -hmm. So I enjoyed that. That fed my spirit, right? Me being a mom and being and knowing that I was always there for my children. They remember those times because 
mom was there for me. She was always there and we had a nice house. We had a nice home. We went on vacations. Again, we had everything, you know, they had hot meals every day. We went, did things on the weekends. I was that mom, right? And so I think a lot of times, maybe that's not looked at as value anymore or looked up, looked at as like, wow, this is something of, of no variety of being a stay-at-home mom because, you know, I don't think it's honored as much, to be honest. That's just my personal perspective, that it's not honored as much. You know, we need to be out here working, especially women of color, especially us as Black women. We're so, we're, we're the... We're in the grind generation, right? We're in this grind uh, era where you're grinding, you're making all the money, you know, you're, you know, but it, I think we talked about this on one, on an episode before that it's designed this way in order to keep us divided and like this uh, competition, this competitive spirit. But I never looked at it like that way. I wanted to be at home with my children and enjoy those youthful years. Um, and so I enjoyed it while it lasted for sure. Um, you know, what I would like to say is, um, when it comes down to there, you know, I think a lot of women would like to be in this position, but we've been forced to, to, first of all, it's not even, it's coming from other women because, you know, if for instance, if I use myself for an example, and I take pride in my situation, I feel like I have a very nice life. And if I had to be honest, I have a very privileged privileged life and I pray and I thank God every single day because I know mm -hmm. that this is a privilege for me to be in this situation however mm -hmm. to my sisters if I'm able to even remotely say I have a good man or I have um, a, a situation that I'm able to do this you get the side eye you get the stank face because you know, mm -hmm. in their mind, girl, what you going to do if he leave? They always go to the worst. It's never like, mm -hmm. you know, girl. It's not a celebration. No, it's not a celebration. It's not a celebration it, that you can stay home. And you know what? The, to be honest with you, they think, oh, well, you now is you think you're better than us. Or you think you're better than you trying to be white. It's not about trying to be anything. It's trying to have a good life for me and my family. The so-called American dream but I want to have what it's I almost desire. like they it's almost like they want you to struggle. You need to be a part of the struggle. So it's, I, rem I remember struggle bus girl. Right. So I remember specifically um, going uh, going to school when I was in elementary. Uh, my mom sent me to a predominantly white school, and I remember this is when Volvos and stuff were real popular. Yeah. Girl, they mm -hmm. would drive up in their Volvos and. Yeah. Um, you know, drop their kids off at school, pick them up at a certain time. But during the day, they they were going and playing tennis. They were, right. you know, running their errands, doing whatever they need to get the house situated. And they had maid service. So, you know what I'm saying? It was, they had a different, totally different lifestyle. Right. So when I was observing this, I was like, wow. So when you would go to their homes, they didn't know anything else. All they knew was, right. you know, mom was just always there. So... To me, I just, you know, I wasn't blessed to have children, but that was the type of lifestyle I always wanted. I wanted to be there for mm -hmm. my children, you know, and, and, and I feel like this can be done on any level. Uh, when I say level economically, like you're going to be able, yeah. you can, you don't have to be the rich or the rich or the poor, you know, you're going to live within, within your means do that. But I think what has happened so much that we have seen the glorify people glorify the ultra wealthy or what appears to be the ultra wealthy, you know, you got to ride around in 
Bentleys, Mercedes, whatever. What happened? Like if I mean, I like I said, these mamas had Volvos and Hondas, Honda Accords. You know, even if their husbands were doctors, they didn't look. They had nice homes. Don't get me wrong, but they weren't trying to floss and show they will. And and let's go back to this because I want to talk about because what we were talking about earlier is about educating our children i don't know if i should shift the uh, conversation yeah. right now but when what we were saying was um when it comes down to the reality of america is it realistic now we use the example of a hundred thousand dollars right and right. i said okay let's say let's say your your husband make 150 Cause that's you know mm-hmm. I think you can live off one hundred and fifty thousand. Your husband yeah. makes one fifty. You live in a place like you, Texas. You know, Texas. You could get a, a three or four bedroom house, two and a half bath for three hundred thousand dollars. Your mortgage may be around what twelve hundred or something like that. Um, yeah. You could get a nice little Honda Accord. Don't nobody have to have either you lease it or you know. There's nothing wrong with keeping a vehicle for a long periods of time. So you might even have your car paid off. But in that, you still supposed to, with that 150, with your two kids, you supposed to still save a hundred thousand dollars a piece for them to go to college. I don't know how that's possible. You still supposed to be able to take them on yearly vacations, you know, in the mm-hmm. summertime, at least one good vacation for the kids. They still need other activities, whether it's a sport instrument that costs money, you know, shoot a, a flute costs six, seven hundred dollars to buy a flute. So, um, mm-hmm. you, you, you want your children, if they don't wear uniforms, you got to buy your children clothes as a black woman, honey, if you got a daughter, you got to calculate in how much her, her, her beauty costs. <laughs> now, a lot of these girls now see you know, I get sidetracked a lot because I've been noticing <laughs> these women, they've taken time with their kids and the little girls looking like little boys, but I'm going to leave that alone. But for, for those girly girls like you and I. Until she read until she her hair appointment. Right. She gotta have her hair appointment until she says she wanna cut her head bald and, and look that way. Under my roof, you gonna keep your hair done, you gonna look presentable, and I'm not forcing you, but if if I see I'm gonna look, I'm feminine, so I'm gonna impart my femininity in you. Whatever you do after that. The girls want to look my daughter wanted to look feminine. Right. My daughter in high school had her monthly hair appointments, you know, because she would wear, you know, at a, after she probably got in her 11th grade year, mom, I want to wear a weave. That's fine. So guess what? I got to calculate that price. We get nails done, eyebrows done. Now I want to wear makeup. Now we're getting into the era where we're on social media. Mom, I want a YouTube channel. I want this. So we're, we're adding in all of these prices. Wait a minute. And then and with this, with the social media, they don't ever want to be seen in the same thing multiple times over. Remember that part That's too. What I was about to say, I was gonna, now we got to go to H&M. Now we got to go to the mall. Now mom, I got to do this. So to be honest with you, that savings, you may have to have more of an income or you have to learn how to be a little thrifty. Um, I remember my daughter, actually, this was, I, I was proud of her for this. She was like, mom, I want to go um, Goodwill thrifting. Oh, okay. And we lived in an area where, you know, we were in an upper class area where if you go to certain secondhand consignment stores, you're going to find these high end store, you know, clothes with tags still on them. You're going to find clothes that have ne- barely been worn. So she's finding these high end nice clothes. And because that was popular at the time, let's do a, a thrift haul. 
and now you can put all these outfits together. And so th at that particular moment, that was popular. And it still and it still is because they like to look, you know, with the vintage pieces. I have right. no I have no issue with that. They have uh, some of these stores called I think buffalo exchange or girl right. i have so many pieces that my intentions with tags still on them are to go to those places so i understand yeah but right but, but you have to be thrifty you have to be mindful you have to be crafty because it starts to add up right it starts to get expensive and then like you said you have to consider college vacations we still want to do fun things wait a minute so what now, about considering us because see that's just what the kids what about what, what about mama needs a spa day what about mama needs a pedicure? What about mama and daddy need to go get a couple's massage because we still need to worry about this relationship when these kids are gone. And then on top Sometimes, of that, what about the retirement plan? Where that money coming from? They telling you need 500,000 minimum to um, set up a retirement so to, portfolio. So now we have to be realistic, right? If we're making that $150,000, she may not can wear the weave, right? I might not be able to do a spa day, but once a quarter, right? Mom and dad might have to do a date night in the backyard and have like some takeout. It may not be as elaborate as some people are able to do it. So now we got to learn how to be um, crafty. We know how to be smart. We have to be good stewards and be diligent and write out a budget or somebody might end up having to get a part-time job. That's why you see a lot of kids now working jobs. Mom may have to get a part-time job once the kids are now in high school. They're a little bit older. They're not as, you know, oh, now they don't really want mom in their face no more. Yeah. So now let's go get a part-time job. Mom might be working while they're at school and she can get off and go pick them up or whatever the case may be. Now the kids are asking for cars. So now we got to consider two or three cars in the home. Multiple insurance, because insurance. insurance is expensive too. Right. Multiple insurance. So all of these things. So now we're talking about multiple car repairs. So now you're adding on. So it doesn't get any less expensive as they get older. It actually gets more expensive, right? Mm -hmm. Because now that you're in high school, you know, my boys, you know, we're wearing polos, Levi's, Jordans. We're getting our hair cut every two weeks. And haircuts oh, like man. $25, I heard now. Girl. And that's without the tip. Girl, I, I took my dog. Girl, I took my dog to have her grown. Do you know that lady said 150? I was like, my dog is six pounds. My dog is six pounds. Going to the bougie places. Girl, that lady said 150. That lady said 150. And you know you got to get a tip. So I was like, okay, I got to get this lady $180. And she and she said she was like, hey, um, her books be like booked in this area. She is booked. And she was like, oh, and, you know, it really would make, I really need you to get on my book on a regular schedule. But it's hard for me because I travel a lot. And I'm thinking, I don't want my dog to be a monthly expense. That's more than what I think I spend, $200 a month for my dog. Girl, but that's okay. A, but see, just imagine the average family, right, that has a pet. Now we got to take room to get room <laughs> shots. What if something happened to the dog and he gets sick? That might have to come out of some savings. That may have to come out. So your lifestyle is adjusting and shifting. Things of the world are not getting less expensive, right? Groceries are more expensive. If you want healthier foods, now we're shopping at Sprouts or all these specialty stores, Trader Joe's, uh, Whole Foods, and all these places. So we have to really be considered of maybe some adjustments. We might have to go to the farmer's market now. We may have to go to other produce markets and different places like that in order to still maintain these things that we're wanting now. I remember when my daughter was younger, I would have a little fun day with her and her cousin and I would do their little toes and I would do their nails. And that's cute. Mm -hmm. and so 
you have to kind of work it out and figure it out or somebody needs to get a part-time job because to be honest it is hard unless your husband's making 500,000 250 if you have two or three children it does uh, matter if you want to be in a, a, in a certain neighborhood with the better schools if you want to you know what I'm saying so all of this stuff comes into play when we're trying to decide um, you know about family and what we're going to do we talked about expectations right of a man you know I've experienced and I've seen and we've both seen where sometimes you know the destruction of our families now you know our husband is making 250 right and sometimes they get a little beside themselves oh i'm making a little money now um so now they want to kind of venture off mm-hmm. now they want to go have them a little side girlfriend now they want to go start and so now the destruction of the family is starting to happen because you see it more times than not or the woman is making a million dollars or doing whatever she's doing she's an entrepreneur now she's being disrespectful emasculating you see it again, like I said, more times than not, um, where, you know, it's starting to break down and deteriorate the family. So, so going back to what we saying, um, in the beginning, so we, we both said that we value, um, being able to be a stay at home mom. However, that does come with a cost and that cost could sometimes be sacrificed. If you don't have a partner that's able to afford, um, that that particular lifestyle now again you can live within whatever means it's people who are happy in double wide trailers it is people who are happy in fifteen thousand square foot mansions it's just depending on where you want to be you you know so but shifting to what you just said about you know once you start to make more money now if if the woman is beginning to work and she starts to make more money whether it's more money than the man or not um it doesn't i guess it it shouldn't matter if both people value the family structure right i think the breakdown is and this is just from my observation of what i've seen and i'm gonna tell the truth and it's because i don't have children what i've seen is when children tend to come into play the focus of the woman is so deeply rooted into the children that Mm -hmm. the man start to feel neglected so you know and 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 normally women don't recognize this until it's a little too late sometimes you know um i think I mean, again, I don't have children. I can only speculate to what I would try to do. But I think once the child comes along, and I'm, and this is out of infancy. I mean, the baby, when it's an infant, it's going to require a lot of attention. Right. But even with that, I don't care if you have to get an auntie, your mother, someone that you trust that gives you a break of three to four hours so you can maybe go off with your spouse and give them undivided attention like that has to be in the game if it's not if you don't put that in there and your in your attention and you constantly a mama bear i can sometimes see where the male is like because me if we have to be honest men are like our third fourth child they require (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean they require attention they they want to be coddled just like they want they they need oh you know rub my head they want all of that attention from us and once they don't get it 
And they give us signs, not all of them, but some, most times there are signs there where you, the man will say, you know, can we spend some time together? Um, what if we get a babysitter? Like if they put these little things out and, and you're not receptive to it, right. I think most men who value family, just not going to instantly go out outside of the family. Right. That's just right. not sure. if they value family that way. But when they do, you know, and again, I, I, I'm I'm going to go, I'm old school, raised by old school mom. Um, I kind of <laughs> always knew infidelity could take place in a relationship. That was never really a deal breaker for me. Infidelity in a marriage, um, especially when it's a long-term marriage, right. people, people are human. They're going to be hiccups. And, and it is what it is. Now, girl, you know, I feel like I'm cute. And, you know, I can't say in, in my years of marriage, you know, I ain't took the company of a man. If he didn't sit down to the bar and pass me over a little cocktail and want to have a little conversation. But the difference is with me, I'll tell my husband. I'll yeah. let him know. But like, mm-mm, boo, because, you know, I went out and it was this guy, right? So, my, but my husband is my friend, so I could, and that's important too, having that type of dynamic and relationship. Now, he doesn't feel like he could do it with me. I don't know why, but I'm always like, so, Richard, oh, shoot, I didn't say it, my husband's name. So, <laughs> fake name, y'all, that ain't even his real name. Look, so. I'll be like, babe, so it was this guy, because he'll already know, he'll be like, what he look like, and then he knows the type of guy that, you know, so we'll have fun with it, but I know where to cut things off. Right. Sure. But as a, as a human being, I still want to feel attractive, not just to him, but to other people as well. So when he goes out, I know that I have a fairly attractive husband. I know it's a lot of, I ain't gonna call them Jezebels. There are a lot of lovely women out there that would love to have a black unicorn such as I have. Okay. Ooh, there's a lot of uh thirsty uh, bots out there. There's a lot of thirsty bras out there that want your man. And and, and he's a track. And he and he may not even have to approach them. They will probably approach right. and it's, it's no but it's what he does with that. You know what I'm saying? It's what how he, he handles it. That's the whole that's the big picture right there. Right. How are you gonna handle it when someone approaches you? Yes. There's nothing wrong with saying, oh, you know, you're a nice looking man. You're an attractive woman. Mm -hmm. You know, oh my goodness, can I buy you a drink? But how do you handle that? Are you going to be respectful and say, I'm married or I really appreciate it, but no, thank you. You know, especially if there is that, that open space, that open door, because maybe there hasn't been a lot of attention at home. That's right. when you, there, I think that's where the balance needs to come in, where there needs to be that conversation amongst that. And that's where mature grown folks come in, Right. You need to have that conversation like, look, babe, I'm feeling neglected right now. I don't feel like I'm really getting attention from you. I need, yes, I know we got three kids, but I'm willing to work overtime so we can have some babysitter money so you and I can go on a weekend trip to just reconnect, to get back on track. That needs to be a conversation because, again, as a mother, yes, my I put a lot of emphasis into my children, but I also wanted to get away on the weekends. I also wanted to spend time with my husband. I also made sure that 
we had that time. Maybe he took the day off and the kids were at school. So guess what? We had a house to ourselves so we could just have a good old you time. You better use so, them vacation I mean, days, girl. You better use them. Uh, what not? They, no, it's called personal time. What do they call it? Look, you, look, you better use them mental health days. You yes. Use those sick days. You better use your personal days. I need a mental health break because, you know, my mental health is kind of going a little crazy I need a little loving. Of a lack of some sexual, uh, you know, illness. Right. I need but a little no. loving. Uh-huh. I mean, but you have to do it. You, there, there are sacrifices in everything, in a marriage, in any type, when you're getting to know someone. Whatever that is, if you have a girlfriend relationship, there's sacrifices to make sure we're getting to know each other, to spend that quality time. If you're telling me, you know, we're best friends, but we don't ever talk on the phone or we don't try to plan a yearly trip, like, girl, let's go meet up. Even if it's just a weekend, hang out and get, and, you know, just check on each other. I'm going to come visit you or whatever the case may be. And I think a lot of times as women, we make more of an effort to, to visit with our girlfriends and have girlfriend time than we do with our men sometimes. Maybe really? we might be sick or tired or we're just over it. Like, I'm sick of looking at his face. But you have to rekindle the love. You have to keep it going. You have to keep it spicy. And if you see that there's an issue, I think we need to address it because that door is has is opening for someone else to come in to fill that spot. So, you so let me let me it. ask you this. When I said, you know, I felt like, you know, going into a relationship, I knew it, just based mm-hmm. off listening to my mom and her old school, you know, her friends and mm-hmm. stuff. I just knew it was just going to be some things you're going to have to you're going to have to deal with in a relationship. Right. So. When when it came to you or even in a previous relationship or going forward, do you have um, any like particular boundaries that, you know, I mean, nobody wants their heart hurt. But like I said, sure. you know, if you in a relationship for a particular time, I feel like you're going to have some possible hiccups. But to me, that's just being a human being. So do you have anything that you feel like, as long as you're able to work through it, some transparency, some, you know, dishonesty. Like, what what are some things that you're willing to, or you discovered about yourself that you're willing to, um, not necessarily accept, but work through? I mean, I believe that if my husband has a hiccup or messes up, if he can be honest with me and we can talk about it and get it under wraps, let's talk about it. Let's be honest. Why did you feel like this was you? What happened? Oh, well, you were, I feel neglected. Da, 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 da. Or this, that, or the third. My needs weren't being met. I felt like you were ignoring me or whatever. If we can work through it, let's work through it. But if I see that you're a habitual cheater and you're just a liar, you know, that's a problem. But right. if you, um, if something happens um, and you mess up, okay, let's talk about it. Let's find out what really is going on. You know, because there's two people in every relationship. It's not all on one person. Well, it's his fault he cheated on me. Yes, he he has self-control over his own body. Mm-hmm. He did not have to do that. But again, he's human. He's a man. He's your husband. He's your, you know, your soulmate or whatever the case may be. And there needs to be a conversation. And there needs to be accountability for both people. Let's mm-hmm. be honest about it. You know, um, I know when I was married, I, you know, I had my moments where, you know, I wanted him to validate me like, oh, tell, you know, if he didn't tell me I was pretty today or if he didn't notice the new outfit or the hair or whatever, you know, it's like, well, babe, you know, what do you think or whatever? You know, you want that validation from your husband. And sometimes when you don't get that, you start feeling a certain type of way. I'm not saying, you know, and so that was the immaturity of me and my marriage. But sometimes you start feeling a certain type of way, depending on what your love language is and 
what you need from your husband. And I think, again, we need to communicate that. What do you need from me? What about sometimes do you have, do you believe in like, if you're in a marriage, do you believe in maybe sometimes taking a break? Like not necessarily a divorce, but like a break. Like, um, what do you mean? I mean, I'm exactly. Well, because I break like moving out, separating, like maybe taking, take, taking a six month, um, taking a six month lease somewhere just to clear your mind. Because I think, I think sometimes you can, in a relationship, you can get so into a routine, right? You yeah. can get so into a routine. And I think as women and men, we have this fantasy of what we think things are actually going to look like in our mind. Right. But when right. you enter it, it's, it's normally, normally totally different than what you expect, sure. right? So just like if we, if we relate it to sports, with basketball, football, you know, they, they do it in seasons. Right. And that at some point they need a break so they can go right. rest their body, rest their mind, start to work out again. And then they come back to the passion and the thing that they love. So, and I'm not saying that's for everybody, everybody but I think, um, one of the things that I've learned in my own relationship is that, um, having distance sometimes from a person allows you to really miss the great things about them. Cause I think sometimes yeah. when you're constantly in it, you can start to feel like you're not like certain things start to get on your nerve. It could be, yeah. he leave the toothpaste top open or, you know, you know how it is girl. You'd be like, yeah, Oh my God. This, every time he get up from the table, he can't, that's one of the things that's going on now. Like every time he get up from the table, why can't he push this chair back? I have to get up every single time and push this chair back. And I know it's something so small. It's something so small, but anybody who know me, they already know. They'd be like, Andrea, my husband say it's time for a break. Mm -hmm. it's but time you know for what? Some people need that. I don't agree with that. Um, uh huh. So I guess you do because you said, now my breaks came in I my break for my husband definitely was um our agreement prior to COVID that he had to have a career where he traveled at least 30% of the time so we could mm -hmm. have that you know he has to be a week here a week there but it doesn't necessarily mean like you get an apartment but there has been times right. where I you know my, I'm from Atlanta I'll go home for two or three weeks just for a break sure Mm -hmm. oh, but yeah, I mean, I think that's fine, you know, but like I said, I don't think it's necessary to, you know, be a part, like you said, go get a lease for six months. I've, I just know someone who did that. That's all. Oh, okay. Yeah, to refresh <laughs> your mind. Or Not me. Mind. I didn't do it for those who listen. It wasn't uh, me, guys. I know, I know you ain't doing no, it I didn't right. do that. I don't have to do that because we have enough breaks in our relationship. Right. Like you said, so I think a lot of times what happens is, you know, when you, when you have your own um, identity, right? You have your own activities with your homeboys. You know, he's like, um, when I was married, my husband liked to, uh, he had a Harley uh, motorcycle, so he would like to go bike riding with certain groups of friends. Um, you know, my husband also traveled on his job, so he would be gone for two or three weeks if there was a storm or something like that. So we have those built-in breaks, but if you don't have a career like that, especially with COVID, because we've been hearing like how the divorce rate has gone up, you know, with COVID violence has gone up in the home, like domestic, domestic violence. Yeah. But I do believe in a little break though. Mm -hmm. I just think for me, everybody's personality is different. I just, 
but <laughs> I, mean, I have that's something that I mean but you're not talking about a break where you have like you can go do what you want to do, like a hall pass. You're not talking about that type of. Break. It could, it could, it, it could get that extreme though. If you want to, if you want to reset, if you want to save a relationship, and 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 I think I'm speaking of relationships that have been long term. If you've been with someone 25, 30 years, that is beautiful. <laughs> that is beautiful. But I mean, the reality of it is, the reality of it is, it could possibly happen. Now, I'm not saying that it's not going to happen. No, no, what I'm saying is, I I think there are going to be extremes for each relationship. I think for me, I'm not, I'm not necessarily open. I'm not saying that I would do that. But yeah, in some relationships, if that was... If you had invested that much time in a relationship, 25 plus years, and that person came, if you, if your man honestly came to you with an honest and open and candid, in an open and honest way and said, this is something, this was a desire of his, would you be like wanting to throw all of that away for him to be able to do something one time? I just don't think like my maturity level is to the point now that I can see where, and it may not even be sex. Cause I think sometimes women go to the extreme of, he mm -hmm. just want to make love to another woman. It may not even be that. It may be something where he just don't even want to feel guilty about something, you know, like he don't want to hold the guilt and he might say, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm having this thought. I want to go. And if I, if I have, a conversation. I want our relationship to be more transparent. I'm not talking about anything, but if it did go to that point, that's when the woman has an opportunity to take charge and say, okay, we're going to have some ground rules here. The ground rules are whatever you said, you know, protection must be um, used. You know, this must be a one-time situation. There can't be any emotions involved. Like whatever the person comes up with. And I think it takes emotional um, maturity to get to that place with, with a person. And I think now this is nothing. That I think a person who's in a relationship for one or two years should it, even consider not no babe we, we we just may as well break up like, look, just yeah got together really right so uh, and i'm and i'm just so how often do you think it should be okay if you've been married for uh 25 years say you know you've, so you think twice is okay after, in 25 years well it okay now see if you want my opinion now i, I just work like this now, if you come to me, if you come to me and you say, this is what you need, I'm about to say, well, you know, we going to have some duality here. Cause if you going to go out and do this, <laughs> <laughs> we going to have some duality here. Um, you know, I didn't say this thing for plenty of years, you know, you know, I didn't see it for plenty of years, whichever way we going. I didn't seen it for plenty of years and uh, uh we gonna have some and he was paying me a little attention you know you know what i'm saying girl i could go on to tell this okay i'm gonna tell you a story what happened one time it's story time y'all it's story time it's story time. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> this is now. This your girlfriend being honest. This your girlfriend being honest. Yes, and do, and honest. please do not I mean, judge for those who are on here. Please do not judge me. 
<sighs> but once upon a time, not long ago, and not oh, and not that song. Don't because I know the other words that go to a song that go like that. It wasn't like that. <laughs> right. Okay, but once upon a time, I was um, I was going to the the ABC store, and I I. I had it was just a little little bitty bottle of like I'm drinking some um, water right now, sparkling water with flavor and whatever. Mm-hmm. And but I wanted this little tequila thing that I had tried because I bought like one. It was a little small bottle, and the guy was like, "It was a special order." So he was like, "If you really want me to, I can special order this for you." I was like, "Okay, no problem." So there was another guy, and I really, I mean, when you marry, you really not paying attention to what's yeah. around you notice people but right. you're not like but you're not like oh my god no right. not at all right so especially not women i don't know the, and the, you know what to be sidetracked men act like they just so clueless like you just i mean we stand in there like you see this woman trying to flirt i mean like they act like they clueless like Girl, well, at this point, my focus was on this, this little tequila thing. And I was, and so there was this guy there who was also inquiring about uh, something to do with tequila. I heard him mention tequila. So he asked me, he was like, so what type of tequila are you looking for? So I explained, it was just a mixed drink. It was like, um, jalapeno lime something tequila. And it was just so good. I was like, oh my God, it's so good. So, um, he, I said, well, what are you looking for? He said he was looking for some tequila by The Rock. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And so I said, oh, I didn't know The Rock had a te- tequila. He was like, oh, yeah, he does. He, he said selling out everywhere. And I wanted to see if he could find it. So the guy was helping us both simultaneously. So the guy said, I don't have it here. But if you about three da- miles down the road at the other store, they have it. So as we was talking, he was like, oh, you should try it. And I was like, yeah, maybe I will. He said, well, do you want me to buy you a bottle? Now, mind you, I was, see, the, see the language of Andrea, it ain't right. Because when you start buy what? Well, I ain't even asked for no tequila. He was like, do you want me to buy you a bottle? I was like, buy me a bottle. He was like, well, you know. He said it's like two or three miles down the road because we had a conversation about it. Let me just make sure everybody know that we had a conversation about it. So it wasn't like this little random. He was like telling me about it. So he said, if you want me to, I'll I'll buy you a bottle from, they say they have like three bottles down there. And he said, you you know, you drive your own car. It's, you know, whatever. So I was like, I ain't got nothing to do. So I forgot to say this, guys. Girl, this man was easy on the eye. Jesus, baby, baby, <laughs> and he went, and I'm a, you know, I'm a, he wasn't black, y'all, he wasn't black, he was like, I don't know if y'all been to Dubai, but he was like one of them pretty, with that deep, dark, curly dark, hair, he had that pretty, hair, that pretty beard, that deep olive skin, so I was like, oh, you know, because that, like I told you, I wasn't paying attention, but when he started talking, I started looking like, oh, okay. So my little silly self, I was like, I'm a, I'm a teen, I'm just driving. I said, I'm gonna go on down here and get this little tequila. So, so he, he really does get the tequila, right? So I was like, oh, thank you. Now, you know, out of obligation, somebody buy you going to have a little conversation like outside. Cause he was like, wait for me outside. Now I had on a ring. Um, so every indication of, uh, of uh, merit was there. So then he said, he said, do you want to know uh, why I approached you and started talking to you? And I was like, 
I wasn't thinking about it, but okay, what was it? Oh, he, right? Yeah, he said, um, he said, I looked at your feet. This was his feet. What? He said, I looked at your feet. He said, you have the most beautiful feet. And I went from your toes all the way up. He said, I could tell you are a very well put together woman. And he said, I don't see that every day. So I'm looking at him like, okay, I really appreciate the compliment. Because, you know, I, I had just left from getting a pedicure that day. So I was feeling kind of cute. I had this cute dress on. And so he said, um, well, would you like the conversation to end now? You know, I would like the con- conversation to continue. Can I take you somewhere to have a drink? So here I go now. Mind you, I'm like, Lord. <laughs> I'm like, now, this where we go. This man going to kidnap me. You know, I be hearing about people getting put in them white vans uh-huh. and stuff, Lord. So I was like, where we going to go? Like, no, now I ain't say where we was going to go. I said, what am I going to do? And I said, well, where did, I said, well, where you want to go? And he said, well, let me think. And he said, um, he said, so he said, oh, it's a place down the street. And I knew the place that he was talking to about because I had been there before. He was like, you know, I haven't eaten. Have you eaten? So I said, no. So I said, here I go again. Now, to all the women and the men who are married, I'm not, This these are my choices. So I go down, I, I agree. And I went in there and we, we sat down and he started eating. So I said, at this point, I'm like, Andre, are you really doing this? Because I think at this point, this not normal. Like the other cute, the other parts of the store was cute, but now you are actually yeah. sitting with a man, and this, and I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm looking around like, what if somebody see me? What they're gonna think? Because he never right. asked about marriage. Yeah. He never asked that question. So yeah, they're not gonna ask. no, and so I'm I'm just acting like I guess I was just clueless. So then I started thinking about my phone. If you look at my phone, the first thing you gonna see, look at this. First thing you see right. is this. So I was like, oh, I'm supposed to turn this. I said, oh, this how you do. You supposed to turn it over. Yeah, I said, oh, that's what you supposed to do. You supposed to turn it over. And so we we had girl. When I tell you. I think we stayed in that place. I know it had to be about four or five plus hours just talking. And the reason why I said that about the past is because even though, I mean, nothing happened, you know, he eventually the night ended. Well, I okay. So I let me sum up the story how the night. So we eventually stopped eating. But remember the tequila that he bought? He was like, well, I'm still not ready for the night to end. I was like, well, what do you want to do? He was like, well, we did get that tequila. Do you want to just taste it? So he's like, let's just drive over to like 7-Eleven or somewhere. He got like a little chaser and then we taste it and we talk some more in the car and then eventually we left. But I'm saying that to say, if for whatever reason, some people will look at that situation and be like, that is terrible. You did something so wrong. But if that was considered my past to feel like, oh, wow, you know, was it an ego booster? Probably. Was it, mm-hmm. was it, um, something, a memory that I'll constantly have this man. And plus this man was at least 15 plus years younger than me. I forgot that part. This was a young sporty outie. yes and so to say all that now i mean i'm not condoning it but what i'm saying to you if that was a situation 
where it was your spouse or, you know, anyone you was in a long-term relationship with, if they were honest with you and said, Hey, this happened, you know, but I knew how to cut it off at the end of the night. I've never been a person who did one night stands or with strangers or anything like that. So that who, who I am as a person is never going to change, but it was interesting for that to happen. And I hate to, I sometimes hate to to say stuff like this because I know people, believers don't believe this, but I didn't think that that was a moment in my life that was against God. I felt like that was a moment that I needed to like wake up sometime to say, don't get so comfortable, like wake up, make sure you are like how this man complimented you and wanted to have conversations. These are the same things that you need to continue to do with your spouse. Make sure, you know, my husband and I had a conversation this morning about, you know, when a woman decides to do major changes with herself, I mean, some women cut their hair off, some women, you know, get dreads, some stop wearing makeup. Yeah. Are you considering your spouse? Is that something he's attracted to? Or are you saying when well, you with me, you have to just accept it. And mm-hmm. I've come from the school of, if I'm going to make a major change like that, even right. though it's still my choice, yeah. I would say, you know, hey, babe, I was thinking about, you know, cutting my hair in a different style. You think I look cute that way? Because it is important to me that he finds me to be attractive. Now, I've been, you know, this, my trap mouth been going, Miranda. Do you want to respond to any of the things that I have said I, today on this I, message? I, <laughs> I know, girl, you, could, you can keep going and going and going. We already know about it. So, um, <laughs> I mean... Whether you're a believer or not, and like you said, some believers don't agree with what you did or don't think it's right or whatever. But I think if you have a solid relationship and you know how to handle yourself, I mean, I think, I don't know if I would have gone to dinner with the person because I think I wouldn't want my husband to do that to me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to do, you know, like I said, if you have this conversation with your husband and he's okay with it and you guys both in agreement and you, you know, you trust each other, you know how it is or whatever you, you flow with your relationship and your personality and who you are. You already have a rhythm with this person, right? You've been married 15, 20 years. You have a rhythm with this person. So me personally, I would not have done that because I feel like I wouldn't have wanted my husband to do that to me. Right. Um, yes, I take the compliment. Thank you so much. Don't you want the kill it? The kill No, thank you. I appreciate it. You know, if I decide to go get it, I'll go check it out. But thank you. I'm ready to see you down there. You know, have a good day mm-hmm. because I'm just going to go ahead and cut it off because that's just me as a person. I mean, but everybody has their boundaries, their limits, their hall passes or whatever they choose to do in their own personal relationship. But I know as for me, the uh, the comment that you made about making major changes, I do feel like before we, you know, instead of being so arrogant about it, yes, we need to have that conversation. Honey, I'm thinking about shaving my head. What do you think? Because don't forget when you become married, two become one, mm-hmm. right? His body is yours. Your body is his. Not saying that he can control every move that you make, but also we're considering one another's feelings. We're considering one another's opinions because you did marry this person. So I think we need to be considerate of one another. We can't get to a place where we're so honorary and callous and so um, disrespectful. We're saying, oh, this is my body. You're right. It is your body, but you are my husband. We are one. We are in covenant together. What do you agree? Because if your husband went 
and did something crazy, shaved all the hair off his face. You, he know you like the goatee and the whatever. And then he go shave all that off and say, I'm never going to grow it back. You might be feeling a certain type of way, right? Mm-hmm. So I think we need to be careful um, when we use those words. This is my body and you can't tell me what to do. Well, you need to be single if you feel that way. Because again, we need to be mindful and respectful of one another. You know, I think we allow the world to come into our marriages too much to kind of tell us to dictate how we're supposed to go about it. We still need to follow, you know, like we talked about earlier, these old school rules, these old school dynamics. And I think a lot of times people have forgotten that. A lot of people don't want to get married these days. They don't want to deal with all of that because they want to do their own thing. And that's your personal preference. So, but no, um, I mean, girl, do it. But, you know, I remember when I was married, I was working and this younger guy started liking me and we started he, eating lunch together. He was flirting with me and all this other stuff. And um, I ended up telling my husband about it. Um, but, and he, you know, he was hurt, but I think he understood. Oh, he was hurt. Mm. He was hurt about it, but he understood because why did I feel like I needed to flirt with this younger guy at work? Oh, I thought the, giving... girl, the guy was flirting with you. You was flirting with the guy. No, well, that's what I'm saying. He was flirting with me, but then, you know, I was receiving it. I was, you know, just like, you know, not giving you an occasion. Oh, you look nice today. No, you're like, oh, you're this. I would like to, you know, that type of stuff. Like really just constantly on and on every day. I enjoyed the attention and I felt like. like Were you getting attention from home? I felt like that at that time it was lacking because we were so busy trying to build at that time that I wasn't getting that. So it was easy. Like I said, that door was open. So it was easy to receive that attention from another man. I think a lot of times when you're at home and you're married and your husband's like, babe, you look good today. You better go get it. You, you know, you're the best thing since whatever. And I'm not saying that men are going to do this every day. Right. Mm -hmm. But when you're getting that constant feedback or you know who you are, you know what you bring to the table as a more mature woman. I was in my early 20s then. You know, um, it's easy to kind of be like, oh, thank you, and keep walking instead of like, oh, my gosh, you know, he complimented me. So we just have to be super careful. Um, I mean, I understand that, too, but I I guess... That's a that's a I think that's a great point that you made because I think you and I were both married around the same time. I think you said you was 24... 25 mm-hmm. I was married around the same time I uh, was married at like 25 but I, I think um, the other part of the conversation that we had about expectations that women have today when it comes to marriage um, is very mm-hmm. interesting to me um, because we do live in a time that women are making a lot more money than they've ever made before and so are the men, you know, yeah. we have more educated men and women in, um, right. in, in the a country period, right. A lot of entrepreneurs, freedoms. So, you know, again, I am a Christian woman. However, in, in, in the scheme of life, I have to be realistic with statistics, right? And statistics say in my community, and when I'm speaking of my community, I'm speaking of African-American community that, um, there are like 80% of the households in our community are being raised by single mothers. That Mm -hmm. to me is jaw dropping. So when it comes down to, you know, us, us having family and the expectations that we have about family, you know, are we being realistic? 
you know, are the are are we are we allowing ourselves to, you know, take the economic power out of our communities because we think that our guys should be something that they're really not built to be. If you really think about it, most of these men were raised without male figures in their life. Not all, but mm-hmm. most. Right. And even mm-hmm. if they did have a male figure in their life, what 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 type of male figure was he? Was he someone that showed them responsibility and how would be a father? So when we enter into these relationships with these high mm-hmm. expectations, you know, a lot of times and I have to blame us a little bit as women with this. We go in with this, you know, Cinderella syndrome thing. You know, we're going to meet this perfect guy and have this perfect life. And, you know, a lot of times when there's a glitch, we're so disappointed and we just want to end it all because the majority mm-hmm. of the relationships and divorces are filed are filed by us. Right. And, you know, I think it's something to be learned from our old school counterparts, like our grandmothers and, and, and women back in the day, they went through a lot of stuff too, but they, they worked that stuff out. And now when we see them on the other side, when you do see a grandmother and a grandfather still together, if you really sat down and talked to her, she'll tell you she has stories. She has real stories. She'll tell you Sue down the street was after your granddaddy. She'll tell you that. She'll That's tell you, she'll tell you granddaddy had a phone call from Mary and Mary tried to put a baby on him. Like, I think the communication and, you know, I, uh, again, I'm not condoning any of this behavior, right. but what I'm, what I am saying is, you know, when it comes to perfection, the things that we're asking other people to do are we able to continue to do those things? You know, we tell ourselves we're good mothers. We tell ourselves that we're good spouse spouses as though we don't fall short anywhere. You know what I'm saying? And we all fall short somewhere. It may not always be infidelity, but it's it. We all fall short at some point. And I think what we have to do is, um, to uphold the household, we women, we need to come up with a strategy of how do we fix this? You know, how do we talk to y'all, our young girls so they are not willing and, and, and wanting to be on the side? You know, because that's a problem. A lot of these girls just don't mind being side chicks. It's like a, a trend. You know, it's like, I don't care. You know, I, I get the best of him. He come over, he give me what he, I want. He buy me some flowers, take, you know, t- at this point he can get you some Uber eats from cheesecake factory, honey. And they satisfied, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so they don't need a lot of times, you know, like you said, they rather have a piece of a man than no man, because there's not a lot of men out here that are, I guess, their caliber or what they're looking for because the expectations. Um, uh, he has to be made. A lot of the men that can afford to have a side chick have the money to do so. So now it's like they figure, okay, well, he can take me on a trip every now and then. He can buy me these things. I can get the jewelry. If I was just dating a little homeboy up the street, he can't do these things. You know, he's. You know, he's looking for me to pay his bills. He's looking to live with me. But this guy, he's paying my rent. He comes, you know, when um, we have that separation. We have that, you know, um, time apart. But when I need something, he can take care of it. So I think a lot of times women are willing to settle. Young girls, grown women, older women 
are willing to settle for those things because it's like, okay. But aren't they, but aren't they willing to settle for a man who has the appearance to have it all versus like, I think we was talking and let's just say if you were Mm -hmm. making the female is making 65,000, right? Well, how the general rule is, I don't know if it's ever been said, but most women want their spouse to make a significant amount more than them. So if you making 60, you probably want him to make 120. So the, the problem I think with a lot of this, a lot of our men just are not making that type of money. You know, I heard a girl on the show the other day, she said that she felt like she wanted in order for her to live the lifestyle that she wanted in Texas. And she specifically said, Texas, that's where she lived. Mm -hmm. She wanted this man to make $500,000 a year. Mm -hmm. She wanted this man to be African American. She wanted him to be easy on the eye. And I'm starting to listen to all this stuff. And I'm thinking, (laughs) okay, so if we, if we, if we just eliminate athletes and we eliminate, um, drug dealers, and we eliminate um, um, singers, you know, entertainers. Entertainer, and you right. talking about the average guy. I don't. Okay. Let's say he does own his own business, right? Um, he could own two or three car washes or whatever. He could, he owns his own business. That business may profit a million dollars plus. His businesses may profit a million dollars plus. I mean, not profit, make a million dollars. But after he pays employees, after he pays his taxes, because people don't think about once you make more money and you in a different tax bracket, honey, you paying almost 50% of your earnings are going to taxes. So then, you know, here you are wanting to be with this person. Do you know how difficult for it is a, a, a black man with the stats that you just named? He's good looking. He, he college educated, he, you know, all these things. And on top of that, you want him to make a half million dollars a year minimum for you to live the lifestyle that you want to live. Girl, where have you bumped your head? I don't care how cute you look. Cause looks don't mean nothing today. Like no. I, I'm just, when she said that I was so bamboozled, I was so bamboozled because I was like, she will be. I think that girl said she was 32 years old. Baby, you're going to be so much older trying to, if that's what, that's like really a needle in a haystack. You're going to miss out on a lot of good guys because of, because of your stupid fantasy when you can get with this guy who makes less than half of that and have a, a beautiful life together, beautiful kids. And why are we placing so much emphasis on money anyway? Because of what we see in social media, you know, we glamorize the the material things, the name brands. Oh, you got to have on Gucci, Tom Ford, Louis Vuitton. You got to have the Hermes and all this other stuff. I think it's because it's glamorized and we're so um, bamboozled and fooled by the fakeness a lot of times on social media where they're renting a lot of these things. They're renting the houses, they're renting the cars, they're renting the backgrounds. They're getting people. I watched this special, I think it was on Hulu or, or um, um, Netflix about social media and how people hire people to come in and take pictures. They say, oh, I'm over here and wherever. And they in the backyard. What? Where they're glamorizing these. I've watched a girl, I'm have to tell you the name, girl, where they have people taking pictures of them. And, and they have what, fake backdrops? 
Huh? They have fake backdrops. Yes, they have fake backgrounds, or they have, or they're laying in the pool and they have like flowers around them. But they're saying, "Oh, I'm at a spa day." Da 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 da. <laughs> no, they had a photo shoot, or they had the backyard, and they didn't learn how to prop up the background to make it seem like they're doing something major, and they barely eaten. So, I mean, I think we again, this is where real being realistic, having your family structure intact, talking to your children, letting them understand social media. Helping, talking to them about the things that's going on in the background, talking to them about having realistic expectations about family, marriage, money. And because, you know, my son told me, you know, my son is older, 27, he's dating, he, he's not married, he wants to be married. But um, he said, a girl told him, she said, can you afford to date me? Now, I have told a man that before. The man, a man that I'm just, but, but I'm a, but I'm a real grown woman. And I, and that, and and that was my way to get away from him to say, I just really think you can't afford me. And I was being real honest because I don't think he could, but I got somebody who can afford me. So that was my getaway. Well, that's what I'm saying. We're talking about somebody who's trying to establish a relationship. Well, maybe I can't afford you in five years. Let's build and do this thing together. Like you said, you're missing out on a good man, especially when you're in your twenties. I'm just, okay. I'm not talking about myself in my forties. 50s, 60s. Okay, I'm not talking about that. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about younger people, right? We're so a young about, girl told him this. Person. A young girl that he like really said, "Can you?" Yes, yes. That's what I'm saying. Instead of seeing he's working, he's making fifty thousand dollars a year. He's grinding. He's doing what he got to do. He's a gentleman. He's opening the door for you. He's bringing flowers on the first date. He's taking you to the nice restaurant. You know, because you know my kids bougie too, girl. You know, so you know that my son knows how to treat a woman. He mm -hmm. knows my daughter knows what to expect from a man because she's been treated a certain type of way. So my children know what to expect. They know what to do. They know how to handle themselves. But the bottom line of it is. You connect with these people and they're like, well, and that's fine. If that's her expectations, I'm not knocking her if that's what she thinks. But like you said, you're missing out on somebody, you know, that is doing, getting to that place as a young man, not, and I'm not, again, I'm not talking about young people. I'm not talking about you in your fifties and sixties talking about, oh, well, baby, I'm, no. Yeah. I think, I think in our generation, we were more apt to get with someone that, I mean, I hate to use the word potential, but you, you kind of saw you uplift him. He uplifts you and you guys right. both had the potential you build together. You build together. Now, whether, you know, whether you were a stay at home mom and you helped him with his um, career by, you know, giving him the foundation where he could get out there and get it. Or if you were working and you know you you found a way to adjust your schedule like some people in the school system right. they like i'm a school teacher so in the summer i could be with the kid you just always it was a thing where you figured out a way together I, you're right i think these this generation because of social media you know they have this um fantasy about what life should be but the thing is but your mama not even experiencing that like you need to look at the stuff that's around you instead of the stuff that's on here so for people and i also want to say for people who want to are looking at a visual version of this you kind of already know that it's easter so i put on my church dress for y'all well now this ain't really yeah, church but it's floral it's springy because i got <laughs> what i got my god's gift showing a little bit too but yeah you're right um and I got on my bougie girl shirt because I'm yes, a you have girl. <laughs> you do. bougie girl shirt. You feel me? <laughs> but no, I mean, I think that 
You are right about that. I think that, you know, those unrealistic expectations, you know, we're not willing to build. But I want to kind of switch gears a little bit, you know, doing the sell house, sell a gather groove back. When you do help them build, they get a little coin out of their pocket. They start making the 500000 Now they want to go off and do some extracurricular activities. Well, that's so when you got to be the woman with a good plan B. Now, my mama did teach me that too. You got to, now, you got to, um, skim a little icing off the top you know what you do is now okay. i don't know how everybody you else do they fight you, have your little secret bank account, you gotta right? have that stash that 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 you I know mean, that you're gonna be able to at least get you an apartment pay for pay for you an apartment for about six seven months to like you I gotta what? you gotta be I, able, and that's why and that's why i fell short because i was so trusting because this is what happened with me you know, I was like, okay, came into the marriage. I need to have my secret bank account. I need to make sure I get, my, you know, skim off the top, right? But then I was like, oh, you know, now we're in church. Oh, we're, you know, our families, you know, we're we're teaching ministry together. See, I can't. My husband, God gave you good sense, though. My husband's not going to do that to me. He's not. Gonna, I mean, I my head was in the clouds, right? I was like, he's never going to do that to me. Oh my goodness. He's not going to cheat on me. He's not going to do those. Baby, let me tell you, I don't care if you're in the church. You're not in the church. You whatever. Hammer your he is human. Right. That's why I said you got to have, you got to have that plan. My, that was my, uh, my mistake. And I talked to my, you know, now when I talk to my daughter, I'm like, make sure you have yourself together, whether it's your money, you're putting money aside because you have a great career. If you're a stay at home mom, making sure you have some savings somewhere but don't just totally rely. And that was my mistake, right? Because I'm thinking, oh, you know, he's not going to do that. Oh, my gosh. And baby, let me tell you, boop, 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 he fooled you. <laughs> and like I said, it is what it is. But I'm just saying that's the lesson, the life lesson I learned. Right. So Yeah, but it, uh, again, um, to the daughters out there, you know, listening to these two aunties on the, on the on on here, um, Make sure you, you, you know, you skim a percentage, you know, I don't care if you got to take, it could be 3%, 2%, 10%, whatever it is, but you put that little amount in your savings every month and just do not touch it. I know you want to go buy those Christian Louboutins. I know you do, but girl, what you do is, so you got to, so you got to have two accounts. You got to have a none. Like I absolutely cannot touch account. And then you gonna have that account where you be like, okay, now I know I don't need to tell him I just spent. I mean, most men, cause my husband not fancy, fancy like that. Like he'll be like, oh wow, they really are spending. Now he has nice things, but he's not materialistic. So neither one of us will be like, oh, let's go, you know, spend fifteen hundred dollars on a pair of shoes today. That's just not how we operate. But I do like nice things. Yes. So, because oh, you good. like nice things, you need you a nice things account. <laughs> I mean, everybody should have a nice things account, whether you're single, married, or whatever. Everybody yes. needs to have, have your nice little nice things account. account, honey. But the thing about it is, we need to have realistic expectations. We need to sit down and have a conversation before you think about getting married about what you're expecting from me, what you want from me, what I, this is what I can provide for you, this is what I'm willing to do, this is how we can build together. And I think that's 
where a lot of things are lacking, you know, we're not trying to have a conversation. We just want to get what we can get. And ladies, stop lowering your standards. Yeah, stop lowering your standards for these men. And, and we really need to get back to the foundation of families. And I hope I'm not touching on anybody's toes. But if, you know, stop letting these men leash your uterus. Y'all letting them men come in there. They're not buying no rings. You know, it used to be a, a man would have to save up two or three months of his salary to buy you a ring to put on your finger. That was his sacrifice to you to say, I love you. Y'all giving your whole uterus, stretching your whole body out for a man that has never made a sacrifice for you. Then you, then that relationship yeah, today. Then your relationship don't work. Then you you going off to the next man. He looking at you. He the man could love you, but most men do not want to take on other people's children. That's just a that is just a truth in the matter. They want their own seeds. And now and now and for whatever reason, women have made up in their mind. Oh, I just have two kids. Girl, you two kids, 25 years old, you want this man. You still have all these expectations for him to be there, but you've been used. They're like, everybody don't want to buy a used car. That's just the truth. Everybody don't want to buy a used car. Like me, I like the smell of new leather. I mean, I'm just being honest. Like, I mean, like when you said sometimes going to the thrift store, look, I will go. But I like having a, the, the first choice of not going. If I go, that's on my leisure. That's a choice. But if that's I had choice. to choose, I want to go into a Nordstrom's or a Neiman's or wherever. H&M, as you said. I, I would, but these ladies are not valuing their bodies. They're yeah, allowing because... people to lease their uterus and, and then don't get money for it. They, the, the men turn in the lease before the baby get here. Preaching today, but the thing about it is, you're you're leasing out your uterus, but do you know the worth of your uterus? Do you know your worth? Because just like they say, they don't advertise Rolls Royce on TV. They don't have to put the price of a Lamborghini or a Maserati on TV. They know their worth. They you either come and get it or you don't. You already know you can or you can't. So let the man know that he can or he can't by not putting yourself on sale, by not putting yourself on the bargain list, not not putting yourself on consignment because you know your worth. And I think a lot of times it goes back to the structure of the family. We don't know our worth. Our girls don't know our worth because sometimes the moms don't know their worth because of trauma that they may have experienced. Yeah, I'm gonna take it back to that part. You know, if you've experienced some type of trauma, divorce, loss, or anything like that, abuse, rape, or whatever, a lot of times you don't know your worth. So yes, you are uh, going out and doing certain things that maybe other women may not be looking may look down upon or look at like, why are you doing this? But a lot of times if this is all you've seen, this is all you know, this is all you've been exposed to, or this is all that has been presented to you, and you feel like that's all you can get, mm-hmm. again, you are going to take a little piece of a man. Yes, you are you going to do this because you think that if you do this, you're going to get the love that you deserve or you need. A lot mm-hmm. of women don't have that same value system, and that's what we need to be teaching our young girls. So they won't be out here feeling like they have to stick up people, rob people, beat people over the head or mistreat people, uh, rob guys. I remember when I was growing up, girls would have sex with drug dealers and rob them or whatever, and mm. then disappear and stuff like that. So when girls, women back 20 years was always, you know, doing something. Oh, well, I'm going to set him up or I'm going to do this or I'm going to have my boys come in and rob him or whatever. You always think if you could get, you know, because you don't know any better. You don't know your work that, you know what, if I, if I present myself in a certain type of way, 
I can get the man that I deserve, deserve or desire or that he desires me because again, I'm the prize. That's right. But I need to present myself as such. Mm -hmm. I can't pretend like, oh, well, I'm going to get this, this, and this, this man to make 500,000, but I'm presenting myself as a, as a, as a, um, as a 99 cent value meal. You mm. can't do that. You That's have right. to present yourself as I'm the best thing out there. You know, I know there's other women out there, but that may be better than me. But guess what? When you see me, you're going to be like, okay, I see her value. I see her worth. Yeah, she, you know, whatever. So you have to put yourself in a situation where you're able to be seen as value and not as a bargain. And we have to teach our daughters, our nieces, our cousins, our played cousins, our, our family members, our mentees, those things. So we, so we can get to the place where we need to be without shortchanging ourselves, dumbing down ourselves, um, or uh, settling, like mm -hmm. you mentioned before. So, Well, girl, this has been a good girlfriend chat today. We have ran <laughs> long, honey. We have ran honey. long. But, you know, before we go, I just want to say, um, what do you feel like some good pointers that this um, segment had this week? for um, our best friends, sisters, and girlfriends that we hope that they take away from this particular conversation. I want you to take away, know your worth. Know what you bring to the table and expect, ex you know, expect to have the best. Mm -hmm. Don't settle. Don't settle for less. And be, uh, let the other women learn from you by example. Let your daughters, your nieces, your family see by example. If you want to be a stay-at-home mom, have that conversation with your husband and talk about what needs to make, what adjustments needs to be made so you can do those things. Mm -hmm. Have the conversation before you settle down with that person so there won't be unrealistic expectations and understand what it takes to be a millionaire. Like she said, your companies can make a million dollars, but after you pay taxes, your employees and the government and everything else, then what do you really bring home? You have to have realistic expectations. Right. And I want to leave with um, really women ladies young girls best friends sisters girlfriends what i really want you to understand is to sit down and really know what your value system is you know I, and when i'm one of the first things that i do when i'm coaching with a client i really sit down and we evaluate what their values are what really what they're very most times people don't even know when i give the extra they really do not know what their value they think they know they think as you stated what the outside world had has told them what they value but when it really right. comes down to what you really simply want in life and honor in life it's very simple and then once you establish what those values are really putting those things into action really knowing that you know I'm not going to allow myself to go below what I expect from people, right. from places, from the, anything that does not um, have any alignment of what my value system is. I'm not going to allow um, to be in my life. And what most people normally realize that it is not tied to materialistic things. Most of us value our relationships. Most of us value, you know, how we are able to contribute in life. You know, mm -hmm. most of us value, you know, being treated kindly. And when you sit and think about those things, it, it, it eventually trickles down to, you know, what your family structure looks like, you know, all these different things. But then you also know, 
you know, what your tolerance levels are as well. So I just wanted to leave you guys with that. And I want to say thank you, Miranda of I Am Bougie Girl for having another conversation hey, with me. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> um, I really appreciate it. Sunday, everyone. I hope you all have a great day with your family. Acknowledging the risen Savior that he is not dead. We don't serve a dead Savior. We serve a Savior who is alive and well, honey, and we can talk to him anytime we need to. And so this is such a, a great day to acknowledge that. So I hope you have with your family on today. Okay, well, I'm not going to sing the song, but I will play it. So I will talk to you guys next week. See you later. Hey, Girlfriend next door, and your friendship goes.